Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians, Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior, and Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are Three Book Girls. It's October. I love October. My favorite time of the year. Mine too. And we are going to do some serious monster books this month. Oh yeah. But we're going to just start out slow with creepy first. Is that the book you read this week? Yeah, I got a kind of a creepy one. What we kind of thought, we we were discussing it, saying, okay, how could we play this? We thought maybe we'd do human monsters. Oh. For the first week in October, and then just kind of progressively get into the seriously you whacked know, out monsters. Monsterish monsters. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, going for, the, going for the human monsters first. Which I think are the scariest, actually. Oh, yeah. They are the scariest. <laughs> yeah. Because they're real. There's people in real life like that. And it's a reason why you lock your door at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So. Who wants to go first? Martha, why don't you go first? Okay. I will go first. The one that I chose is is just creepy. It's not necessarily even human monster-ish, but you think it is. Okay. I, I know. It's it's weird. And actually, Vani, you've read this one too. It is called Night Film by Marisha Pessel. The reason that I liked it was it just had such a the I'm from the very beginning you're so creeped out. I was creeped out through the whole first part because you think that there's something sinister going on with this girl. You first you see her she's wearing a red coat and the, it's so mysterious. This guy sees her and he's trying to figure out what the deal is with her. Let me just read it from the first part. On a damp October night, see, see, (laughs) see, October, beautiful young Ashley Cordova is found dead in an abandoned warehouse in lower Manhattan. Though her death is ruled a suicide, veteran investigative journalist Scott McGrath suspects otherwise. As he probes the strange circumstances surrounding Ashley's life and death, he comes face to face with the legacy of her father, legendary reclusive cult horror film director Stanislaus Cordoba, a man who hasn't been seen in public for more than over 30 years. So you got a lot of different mysterious stuff going on. So, and like like I said, the girl in the red coat, she figures prominently throughout because this reporter thinks that she has something to do with this whole thing. Plus, the, he's trying to figure out what happened to this director, and then he be, he comes to believe that the murder and the girl with the red coat and the director and this weird cult surrounding the cult following of this movie all have something to do with each other. No, they're all connected, right? So he 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 really gets into this investigative reporting, and I do believe is unemployed at the time of the book. Mm-hmm. And he he was disgraced somehow. So he feels like he's going to be able to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I thought the creepy factor of this was over the top. It just sent chills up the back of my neck the whole time I was listening to it. Now, that may have been because the dude that read it was so good. Mm, Yeah, that helps. (laughs) So, but it just felt frightening to me throughout the whole thing. Of course, murder, you know. But right. I'm 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 used to that kind of thing. The whole idea that this cult might be behind something, I think, was really what got to me. Well, the idea of a cult is creepy. It's yeah, scary because people like blindly follow, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to um, over the top fandoms. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And and that sort of figures in this as well. Obsession. Gets yes, very obsession. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very very strange book. Vonnie, you read it too. I kind of remember it, but I I must have read it a long time I ago. I remember you saying that you did not like it nearly as much as I did, because I was totally freaked by it. I just wanted to share it immediately, and I think it just might have been the mood I was in, or hmm. I don't know, but it, it really, when I thought of Halloween books, that's the one I thought of. Maybe because it took place in October, maybe because I read it in October, I don't know. That's the one I wanted to share for tonight. So if you really like a really super good mystery and you like to feel creeped out, I think Night Film was excellent. So I would probably definitely like it. Well, I would like to see what you think about it. Mm -hmm. I would be interested in hearing your opinion about it because it is, like I said, I kind of thought Vonnie would like it more than she did. And at the time she was like, eh. Well, you know, if I it was, read it had a some bunch slow, of... it had some very slow parts in it, uh, especially toward the middle end. You know how sometimes when a book, you you gather steam, gather steam, gather steam, and then there's like a spot in the middle where things are confused, mm-hmm. and there's no wrap up, no conclusion, no oh, yeah. no satisfaction. You, you, well, help that me with might the word. be. That might be why. Yeah. If there was no... And finally, there is a conclusion. And it's something you totally would not guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you go off side roads and then make it back to the main road. Yes, exactly. But when but, you're on the side road, you're like, what? Are, what but is it this? has a twist at the end that totally blew my mind. Could not have guessed it for a million years. Hmm. Maybe that's just because I'm thick. But it. I really thought that it was... Maybe I need to read it again because, you know, sometimes when I read the same kind of book over and over. Well, this wasn't really like anything I'd ever read. Maybe it's just. Yeah, but if I had read a bunch of mysteries yeah, all at one time. Yeah, that's probably. But I brought it with me in case Nicole would like to read it. Possibly. Yeah, I'll take a shot at it. Okay. I've got a stack right now. Once again, night film, Marisha Pestle. And I tried to read another book by her, just as an FYI, called Special Topics in Calamity Physics. Did not get halfway through. (laughs) Just not the same caliber of work at all, in my opinion, but hey. Well, it's good that she's flexible, that she can do one kind of book and then... It was black and white different, which is okay. But sometimes, you know, when you read read something and you really like it and you're in the mood for more, Mm -hmm. and then you go to the next book and it's like... Eh. sort of a letdown that it's not going to be the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite authors is because I read White Oleander and then I proceeded to Google every book she's ever written, which I believe is just two or three. Mm-hmm. But they're like 
the most beautiful written books ever. Mm-hmm. So, so you like the author's style. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And well, sometimes the and style, I mean, it's sort of like musicians where you get some people who who pretty much have a thread of sameness mm-hmm. throughout their performances. And then you get guys who can do anything. Yes. And, and it's almost too much because you get the album thinking, oh, yes, I love this song. This is like my favorite song. And then you get it and they've got weirdness is running from one end of the gamut to the other Mm -hmm. then you end up skipping past three songs listening to one song skipping the next two listening to the next one i I do that so i guess i guess it's just depends on your opinion but usually if i find an author that i like i kind of want that thread yeah Mm -hmm. well i mean my favorite author which you know is dean koontz Mm because i like his Mm -hmm. writing style i've read some of his books that i just did not like at all and didn't finish but then there's some of his books that I've read over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, He's pretty flexible, though. Right. So, okay. What did you read, Bunny? Um, I read a book called Triptych. This one has a lot Who's of the author elements. on that one? Oh, I'm sorry. It is Karen Slaughter. And there's a lot of different elements in it. The story is about a serial rapist. Human who, monster. Yeah. Human monster who is raping um, hookers and... That's what the main plot is, but it starts out with a story about a teenager who's 17. He's kind of upper middle class, so, you know, he's a little spoiled, likes to do his own thing, Mm -hmm. likes to party. He hooks up with this one guy who is into drugs. Hooks up as in hooks up? No, hooks up as in friendship. Oh, okay. Friendship. Because I I was about to get kind of... Starts partying. It's his party battery. Buddy, I'm sorry, I should have said that. Party buddy, okay. Party buddy. <laughs> and um, so this, and he's older, so he's not in school. He's probably early 20s. Starts taking him to these parties, and the 17 year old has a crush on another girl that's in his grade. They end up going to a party, and she's there. And um, they, of course, are drinking. The older dude has the 17-year-old, you know, gives him drugs to take. And the next thing, the next part of the book, the 17-year-old wakes up and he's covered in blood. And he doesn't know how he got home. The whole night is a blur. And then the girl that he has a crush on is found dead. She's she's raped and killed in her room. Oh, that's terrifying. Right. So he thinks he did it? Right, because they found DNA evidence in her room, and the blood that on that was on him was her blood, oh, and he can't yeah. remember anything. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he does it. He has absolutely no alibi, so he gets convicted of this crime, and they charge him as an adult. So oh. he goes to prison for um, twenty years. Jeez, for I don't think they could prove the uh, murder conviction. So it was a lesser charge, but he still goes to prison, adult prison at 17, Mm -hmm. upper class, middle, spoiled, good looking guy goes to prison. So you can imagine his. But he doesn't even really know he did it. Right. But he's convinced that he did do it because all the evidence points that way. But and he can't remember anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So he gets out of prison and he's living in a halfway house, working at a car wash, trying to, you know, 
pick up his life and live his life, which he's never done because he went from his parents' house, a senior in high school, to prison. Mm-hmm. So he has no idea how to behave. No. Or he how, has, to, how to really live. He has no life skills. Absolutely no oh. life skills. So um, his main goal at that point when he starts working at the car wash is he wants to save up enough money to go buy a TV. Mm-hmm. And he goes to one of those, you know, electronic stores and um, they run his credit and he finds out that he has a bunch of stuff on his credit report, which he's been in prison for 20 years. How does he even have a credit score? Yeah. And so he starts kind of asking questions because he doesn't even know what a credit report is. Because <laughs> well, he wouldn't. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> so he kind of asks his sister a little bit and his sister automatically thinks that he's up to something illegal. I mean, he just has that discrimination against him where everybody thinks that he's going to commit some kind of crime mm-hmm. when he's just trying to live his life. So you kind of feel for the guy. And then as the um, murder investigations of these hookers kind of progresses, it's like he keeps having links to these murders, which he, of course, didn't commit. And he's trying to, you know. So are us, the cops like like dogging him and stuff? Or? Well, they question him a couple of times. Oh, okay. Because a lot of times ex-cons do really get, I mean, even if they're really trying. They get blamed. Yeah. They, they're the first ones that's questioned. And this is kind of what happens to this guy. Mm. And so then, I mean, I don't want to give away any of the plots, but it turns out that he doesn't have anything to do with it. And it all links itself together eventually at the end Mm -hmm. but it's just it's a really good story of deception and um and the the dude who's actually out there doing these heinous crimes and the guy who yeah right you find out i'll give one little thing away you find out in the book that he actually didn't kill the girl when he was 17 Mm -hmm. so he went to prison for 20 years for a crime he didn't commit so. Which, of course, for those people who uh, watched the Netflix um, documentary "Making a Murderer," right? Mm-hmm. How to make a murderer? There are some parallels to at least Brandon Dassey, the the kid who was yeah, right, wrongly the, and, and they let him out, didn't they? No, he uh, they they just appealed it, and his appeal was like they said, okay, uh, so the court system the police essentially had 30 days to either say okay we can't we don't have enough evidence to refile this case right or they can say okay we're going to redo the right entire trial was really the only thing they had on him well they're redoing the trial he's got to go back to he's still in prison until that's over uh which they is, need I to feel sorry for the kid because he, he 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 looks like he has the IQ of a block of ice left in the sun. Well, they even say like at the in the very first episode that he has an IQ of like seventy five or yeah, something. Yeah, like he's that. lower and, than. Yeah, he he really has no clue. And regardless of whether or not you think Stephen Avery did it, Brendan Dassey is just Brendan. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, I it was just Brandon. completely. Even if he like his entire Brendan's for sure. Needs to be overturned. Like yeah. his confession was ridiculous, and yeah, I mean everybody who saw that thought, "No way, this yeah. was totally yeah. coerced." Yeah, I feel really bad for that kid, sixteen, and 
just and dumber than a brick. Well, he, and he's just you know run over by the police just completely run over yeah. him and put words in his mouth and yeah i know it they won't let him call his parent and yeah just, people who are wrongfully convicted i mean you would think with dna and all of the things that we have all of the tools forensically that we have now you would think that it would happen less often but you hear about but it there every are still day. juries well, and juries mm-hmm. are human and humans make mistakes and so are police Police, that's yes. what, you police know, are human, and we're mm-hmm. finding that out even more. Well, yeah, especially day. like with everything that's going on right now, and people don't remember that police are human just like us. And they get freaked out, and they make mistakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. But when they do, they do it big, mm-hmm. sadly. Right. Well, and sadly, they're the ones that are, end up on the news. Yeah. When you or I make a mistake, of course, it isn't quite as big as what some of the police right. have been well, making. Well, because they're supposed to be trained. Right. And, you know, that you just can't. You can't change for every situation, and yeah. Yeah, it is. But the book, again, is Triptych by Karen Slaughter. And she's read, she's written a ton, a ton of books. I don't know. It seems to me that I've read something by her before, and I just don't know yeah. what it was. The only thing I would say bad about this book is that I did figure it out by the end. Ugh. The ending was a little weak, but the story ending up... or leading up to it mm-hmm. was so good and had so many different components that it didn't... You could forgive the ending a little. I, right. Okay. So I, I, I think I would give this a five. I've really enjoyed this book. Awesome. All right. So we got two fives. Yeah. And where are we going next? Well, we're going we to another to five, which we have all read. Um, and it is called The Girl on a Train. Well, five for you anyways. Oh, Okay. Well, I think it's a five. It's uh, the girl on the girl on the train, and it's by Paula Hawkins. And you may have heard about this. Um, and if you haven't, you probably don't watch TV. But uh, or, it is. Yeah, I think you live in a cave if you have not heard about Girl on the Train. Yeah. Um, it's a. Why well, I don't know the date of the actual premiere of the movie, but I know that the premiere the advanced screening that is we're October hopefully going to go to is. October. Next week? Yeah, the, it's next week. Or the week following, yeah. It's next week. Actually, no, I guess it does premiere on October 7th. Yeah. So, so, the, so go watch the, it. Yeah. <laughs> you get to start since yeah. this is your choice for the week. Okay, I'm just going to say I started this probably Saturday because we had talked about this book. Right, we had talked about all since both of us had already read mm-hmm. it. So I went and bought it. Most expensive Kindle book I've purchased before it was ten dollars it's that's not bad at all it's just i usually buy the two two dollar ones but was, was it worth it and that's oh okay, yeah it was definitely worth it <laughs> i finished it monday afternoon and that's fast for you for especially yeah. because of how much st- like i didn't read at all on sunday like uh, i've been so busy especially leading up to ou texas that that was yeah. pretty freaking good mm-hmm. but essentially it's a about an alcoholic who is recently divorced Woman. And yes. She uh, is, is unemployed and uh, sits on a train every day going into London um, so that her roommate doesn't know that she right. she's unemployed. Or her landlady. She doesn't want to tell her yeah. landlady she's unemployed. And because so, uh, she doesn't have money to pay her rent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so she sits on this train every day and every day... She twice a day she passes her ex-husband's house. It used to be her house. 
But she's usually not looking at her house. She's looking at somebody's house that's a little bit closer to the tracks. And it's of, in her mind, a perfect couple. Until the woman goes missing. And that's where the dun-dun-dun comes in. (laughs) 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 And I don't want to give anything away, but it's actually a really good book. And um, it goes so many directions. You think you know who it is at some point, and then they kind of switch your make make you change your mind and then you're wondering about the woman on the train the entire time because everything's just a little bit sketchy very like, sketchy mm-hmm. she's yeah. sketchy well she's the not people, so much sketchy it's just that she, she blacks out because she's an alcoholic yeah. and she drinks and she blacks out so her memories aren't consistent mm-hmm. and i love the way i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for the movie i love yes. the way they play on that you know because mm-hmm. uh, they have these teasers some of them are on Facebook and they're like 10 seconds li- lo- long but it, it'll it say uh, memories deceive or like I don't know yeah. it has these yeah. cool little taglines that makes you mm-hmm. just go like if you've read the book you know what they're talking about but if you right. haven't it's- I will say from the trailers though it does look like they've upped up the action a oh, well, bit. yeah, that's inevitable. Because, I mean, the book doesn't really have a whole lot of action except for the very end of it. Mm-hmm. But Which I kind of enjoyed. I didn't feel like I was running around reading this book, you know? Do you have, like, if there's too much action? Right. If there's too much action, it's almost like an action movie. I would and agree with that. You don't get the inside look mm-hmm. from everybody, from all the characters. And I liked the way it was I don't know it was kind of it was a very relaxing read almost you know um I mean it, obviously it's mystery and there's a murderer on the loose but it's just day-to-day life kind of the way the story plays out mm-hmm. well it's um it's the the ex-wife the her name's Rachel it's Rachel's day-to-day life mm-hmm. basically she's I would say she's more of a main character mm-hmm. well yeah yeah mm-hmm. She definitely and, is. And I have to be real honest. I did not like the book in the beginning. And actually, there's a lady at the library. Her name is Kyla, Kyla James. She works before me every mm-hmm. Wednesday night. And we have a pretty good book rapport. You know, we do like, tend to like the same sorts of books. And we'd exchanged um, recommendations for several things that both of us liked. And she recommended this book to me and I tried to read it and I stopped. Mm-hmm. And the next week I came in, she's like, did you read it? I'm like, Ugh. I did not <laughs> like it. I stopped and she's like, no, 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 no. You have to try again. You have to go back because the beginning of the book to me, the main character was so unlikable Yeah, because she was an Eeyore and I tend not to get along with people that are yeah. like that in She's, the first place. I didn't feel sympathy for her and I didn't I wasn't able to grab that thread to keep me interested enough even though Kyla kept saying you've got to read this book so I tried again and again <laughs> I put it down cuz I'm like oh this is I do not like this woman. I really did not like her until about halfway through the book. Yeah. And then I still don't even like her. But Well, no, but you start to understand and you start to realize why it's so important, mm-hmm. why she put it in. And I knew from the ver- from the halfway through the book, I knew they were going to make a movie. And I knew it would be better than the book. Mm-hmm. The same way Gone Girl, the movie was better than the book. Mm-hmm. 
because there was so much extra stuff in there that I felt could have been reduced a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think um, the movie makes her, she's, I mean, in the movie, she's attractive. Yeah. Which, th- in which the book, she is you, not attractive. No, she she doesn't sound. Not that I don't like people who aren't attractive. It's just that she had no redeeming qualities whatsoever right. because she was so down. Mm-hmm. She well, was, she was down and she had gained weight. And she was and drunk. She was, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. I think I'll have another drink. Right. You know, which is hard. And I'm not saying I don't have sympathy for people who have addiction problems because I do. But I also don't want to look at it. Yeah. Which I think is normal. Which is my own personal failing. I will admit to that completely. But it took three tries for me to read this book. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, I'm really glad I did. Yes. Because Because it was brilliant. It was freaking brilliant. But I have to give it a four because of the beginning. See, I thought about what you had said. I was thinking about that because I knew we were going to do this podcast. And she is in Eeyore at the beginning of the book. And she drinks so she doesn't have to feel. Yeah. Which, and I was, you know, because I related to the character a lot. I mean, at times I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing these stupid things? But I think maybe the reason why I could relate to her is because one of the reasons why she was so down is because her marriage went in the toilet. Yeah. And she was divorced. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. So I've been divorced. Yeah. And I know how that just completely kills your character. Mm. And just and makes you feel like you're just, I mean, you can't help but to blame yourself. Right. And that's what she did. And she turned to alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. Which but, luckily <clears throat> I didn't. But I mean, I could understand some of the ways that she felt. And I think the the beginning of the book, the way you hated her, I think it was necessary for it because was. of the complete character, like development of the novel. Um, you wouldn't necessarily see that if she hadn't described her and made it made the first part of the book the way it was. You know, made her yeah. an assess obsessed, I, blubbering. I I guess fall of. I I guess I would have liked to at least see a thread. Yeah, when there's the I have a really hard time with people who have no hope, mm-hmm. but, who can't find anything. But see, she had. See, to me, she had hope because. Even though she didn't have a job, she got fired from her job, didn't want to tell her her flatmate who she was supposed to be paying room and board, which I think she actually does until she runs out of money. Right. Um, it, it, the train was like her sense of normal in her very chaotic right, world. Because she did, you know, I, I kind of could get that. I could get the looking at others the way she did, because in the very beginning... It shows her sitting on the train and she watches this couple and she creates this entire existence for them. She gives them names. Mm-hmm. Right. But she, she creates looks at the their marriage re- that she didn't have. Well, right, she, gives but she them looks jobs at their relationship and- that she perceives and she creates a narrative as a way to, I, I don't know, it's, it, it seems at the time pathetic. Yeah. But well, really, she it's becomes just a coping mechanism. Right, but it is. She becomes obsessive, though. Yes. <clears throat> and so... And she what, does. She gets obsessive. She wants to go over there. That's the part, and that's about halfway through the book, mm-hmm. and that's the part where I wanted to quit reading it, because it really bothered me 
That she was so obsessive? That she was obsessive. Yeah, she oh. was a little why, obsessive. That, that part that's was kinda... the part that ticked me off. It wasn't like the like the alcoholism and like her being an Eeyore and just depressed and not wanting to do anything for herself. That was just like, okay, whatever. But this the fact that the she book. wouldn't let go. And yeah, she was hyper-focused on strangers. She really was. And that she, she was, was like banging on doors, you know, and like harassing. And she was drunk a lot of the time yes. as well. But to me, at least at that point, the story started to get interesting enough yes. because of the interaction that she was having with other characters when it was just her. Right. But I was when, like, But see, when it was just her and that you, then you started to hear the lady that she had been watching from the train, you hear her side of the story. It makes you realize that maybe something that looks perfect from the outside yes. isn't. And it never is. No. It's sort of like when I was a little kid. I remember looking at the lights of the city from the distance as you drive up. And I remember thinking how beautiful those lights were. And the closer you got, especially to industrial sites, because they're very beautiful from a distance. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, wow. You get up close and they're dirty. You start to see the dirt and the grime and the gothic look of and some of those big gas plants and the smells and all of those things. I remember that so vividly as a child, thinking things are not what they seem. No. And it's like that in life over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Judging a book from the cover. Yep. You don't know. But That's exactly right. Would you guys recommend reading this book? I would recommend it. <sighs> I recommend seeing the movie and then reading the book, which I hardly yeah. ever do. Well, it depends on the person. I, I don't know. I really did not. I would not recommend Gone Girl to people because I didn't like the book that I much. liked the book. I mean, except, okay, everybody. I quit reading the book. Sorry. I mean, I get all of that. I yeah. get why it was a great book. I loved the story. But sometimes the way things are written, they, they're not compelling enough for me. And that's my personal taste. It mm-hmm. happens to me all of the time. I know I'm not normal. Well, I was going to say for Gone Girl, uh, I liked the story. I don't understand how it got as much attention as it did. See, that's exactly it. Possibly the hype of a thing is enough to put me off. Mm -hmm. Because the expectation of the greatness of something it's just like, it, it, it's exactly like when somebody walks up to you and goes, I just heard the funniest joke. And they're laughing, laughing, laughing. And they can't stop laughing long enough to tell you the joke. It's never as funny unless somebody comes up to you and just blurts. Yeah. And yes. you're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. I think that was the case with Gone Girl for me. Now, for Girl on the Train... I genuinely just did not like the beginning of the book. And Mm -hmm. I tried three times before I finally. But this really isn't a kind of book that you usually read. No, it's not. I'm not a relationship. I'm not a relationship book kind of person. There has to be more to it for me. And you know what? Everybody has different book personalities. And I get that. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because of the phenomenon that this book call, uh, caused. Mm-hmm. Because that's what gets people back mm-hmm. into reading. Yes. And we don't have enough of it. I get so sad when I speak to people in the office and I say, hey, 
Did you hear about the book podcast? Oh, I don't read. And you're like, what? I, I, I just, it, it's like I lose faith after a while because there's so many good stories out there that don't get read and don't get noticed because people are so into television and movies and it's so much easier to be handed something and shown it mm-hmm. than it is to actually make the commitment to read it. To read a book. And it makes me sad because I'm so passionate about books. It mm-hmm. bothers me to an extent it should not. Mm-hmm. Well, and the movie takes less time. True. I mean, you know, it takes what? Well, okay, normal people. Two and a half hours. It takes two or three days to read a book. Yeah. And a movie is two hours. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if I can't get into it right away, I get cross because <laughs> I just want to <laughs> get on with it. See, I'm not <laughs> story to progress. I can't watch movies very well. I have to get up and clean something or do something or I'm looking at my phone. I can't sit still. Yeah, I always do. Vonnie's watched movies mm-hmm. with me a hundred times. What do I do when I'm watching a movie? Everything. Yeah. You play on your computer. You go into the kitchen and do some stuff. You come back. You sit down. We talk a little bit. Sometimes about the movie. I sometimes talk during about the movie stuff. and it drives people crazy. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's just a personality thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind so much because I can. My husband and my son don't like to watch movies with me <laughs> at all they hate it travis hates shush, watching shush, shush, watch the movie shush. when i was in college i actually wrote one of my um papers on on the way that martha writes or watches yes, movies. i'm very ADD <laughs> about the way i behave when i'm watching movies and i i got an a on that paper thank you very much you're so very welcome <laughs> so overall i think it's important for us to recommend books like this to people because if you can find that passion where people can find something about it, perhaps their life just isn't going the way they planned. Perhaps they've gone through a divorce. Perhaps, you know, they, they, their self-esteem is low. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they have addiction problems. All of those reasons are good reasons to read this book. And then you can relate to the, to exactly. the character a little bit more. I, Unless that's a place you don't want to go. Right. I mean, this is a very depressing it, book at dark. the beginning yeah i like dark but uh. well you like dark in a different kind of way this was a personality thing yeah yeah this wasn't a creepy october night <laughs> that a lady in a red in coat. a red coat is seen from a distance he thinks she's a ghost uh-huh. it's also a if you have seen or watched gone girl and haven't read this it's not as r-rated no as, no, uh, no no gone no. girl was this book is not I don't think there really is. It's not really the same kind of book. It's not nearly as twisted as quickly. And it's not graphic. No, not at all. Because Gone Girl was a little bit graphic, especially the movie. No, it's very British. It is very British. Which I actually think British is more like raunchy than the U.S. Maybe in some ways, yeah, it is. But it it also looks at things from a matter-of-fact perspective. Mm -hmm. It tends to be less emotional. Mm Mm-hmm. Not in this particular case, but. Yes. Well, I mean, really, emotion-wise, I mean, yes, she's in a, a dark place in her life, and she's very down and everything else, but as far as, like, emotion-wise, there isn't a bunch, I mean. No, there isn't a lot of drama, except for when she's, lot. you know, like, being obsessive or whatever, but you, it's not the same thing. It's hard to describe why British writing is so different it has to do with the culture mm-hmm. the fact that they are less forward about their feelings they're mm-hmm. they're a little bit more laid back 
about things. Right. The very matter of fact. Oh, look, it's a body. Oh, let's check it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's different. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, the gritty cop who saunters up, you know, and swears, the swearing that goes on in, in the American crime novels is yes. a very good example mm-hmm. of the difference between it. They're very proper about the way they approach things. Their police force is different mm-hmm. in the way they approach things. A lot of the other stuff goes on behind the scenes, but it doesn't usually go on overtly. Yes. You know, uh, somebody recommended this book to me when it first got popular, which was about a year and a half mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, was he, it Dax? Yes, it was Dax. And he was <laughs> telling me that... Uh, normally he hates, 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 hates reading British novels. Yep, we've but, discussed that particular thing mm-hmm. about Dax. I hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> but he <laughs> we liked do it. talk about him a lot, yeah. obviously. But uh, he said he actually liked this book. But his reason for not reading British novels or novels from different countries, and I understand it, is because they they call things the lorry or yeah, uh, he doesn't like the alternate slang. Am I under suspicion? Like, it's stuff we wouldn't really have get. Have you cautioned you him? Yeah. Yes. Instead so, of have you, you know, yeah. read him his rights or whatever it is yeah. that we say. Under caution. They they say under caution yeah. instead of, you know, what do we say here? Like, Have suspicion. you assigned him an appropriate adult, mm-hmm. for example, which is w- one of the things they do in, in the British procedurals. Mm-hmm. It's just so, different. It's a different way, system. They have a different system. Yeah. Right. And I will say, you know, I'm reading that just way off topic that how to be a woman mm-hmm. I'm reading that right now and I've had to stop and google like four words because I didn't know what they meant <laughs> she is because, yeah because it's she's from the Britain. slang yeah. yeah the slang and it's slang and yeah. I didn't know what it meant yeah so I had to look the urban up. dictionary is very helpful for that yes yes but, you know google on my phone thank goodness all right so uh, that was girl on a train on the train by Paula Hawkins and it's going to be a movie and it premieres October 7th. October 7th. So right after you listen to this podcast, you could actually go watch the movie. Yes. Unless if you, you listen to it to in a timely manner. And if not, this is going to be completely irrelevant. By the way, right. it's 20, 2016 right now. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're really hoping for longevity here, aren't you, girl? <laughs> well, you know, the movie might be in the theaters for a while. Yeah. You still have time and to go get the book and read it. About it might to. be out on DVD by the time mm-hmm. they listen. Netflix. <laughs> well, <clears throat> well, I think this is going to be a fun month. I really do. Oh, yeah. Next week, Nicole is going to be gone because she has sports obligations with her job. I'll be partying at OU Texas. Yes, not by choice, but by job. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's real upset about that. I'll be, I'll be getting paid to party at OU Texas. <laughs> so, in her place, we have Kelly Talent, who's going to sit in as the third girl. And she is going to uh, help us with our zombie theme. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of zombie books that we're going to discuss. And hopefully, we're going to have a fourth. And it's a guy. Yes, we're going to be three girls and a guy. <laughs> yeah, and if that isn't kinky, I don't know what is. <laughs> hey, bye-bye. another British thing for you there. That was a terrible accent. God, I should be slapped across the face. It's okay, I can't do any accent, so I can't I can either. do one if you go really high. I think it's Monty Python. <laughs> that is very Monty Python. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and then the following week... 
uh, Nicole is also going to be gone. Sport, not no, sports not related. Sports no, this related. is something this else. This is boring. Yeah, boring stuff. <laughs> Family uh, so obligations. She's, she's going to be out uh, also that week, and we're going to go vampires. Yes, and hopefully have another guest. We'll have a third girl, mm-hmm. hopefully somebody yes. different, mm-hmm. and then we'll also have a guest who's another guy mm-hmm. <laughs> so, to talk about vampires, vampire themed. And the last month in October, I think we're just going to go with things that go bump in the night. Yes, so we can so all pick if our. If you aren't own. interested in in this sort of thing, then October is definitely not the month for you. <laughs> not to put you off of it. I can throw in a love story if you guys need me to. Could you uh, work on a love story that has uh, horror in it, Like perhaps? a creepy love story? Possibly. I'll Google that and see what I can find. You know, Nicole is our resident romance Chris lover. Chris Jack of Bones. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that has a romance in it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what What is it? Bite Me by Christopher Moore. That's oh. about vampire love. Oh, it's about vampire love and it's ha. Huh. Freaking hilarious. Hilarious and a little <laughs> twisted and wrong. Like I might have to go back to that again does. and listen to it again just because I love it. I, it is, it is a Bite good Me one. and You Suck. Yes. Yeah, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Man, we talked about a lot of books this time, didn't we? Time to wrap <laughs> that baby up and put a bow on it <laughs> for three book girls.